podcast. Movie, movie, 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 podcast. Are you getting this? Especially the ones that all four of us have, since there's four of them. Welcome to the Movie, movie, podcast, everybody. Episode number 118. Welcome to November. Here we are. I am your host, Tiggs, and with me, as always, are Mr. New PS5, Russ. Yo, I'm in the future, son. Mr. Waiting for PS5, Alex. I'm almost in the future, And Dad. Mr. No PS5, Peter. Uh, may the winds of the north bless this circle. Oh, man. And, and <laughs> oh, Peter's... You're, our, you're myself. Getting right into it right now. We have a ton of movies to talk about today. So let's just, you know what? Let's jump right into it. Let's jump into, as Peter just mentioned, The Craft Legacy. Oh, man. Can we get a rust down for The Craft I Legacy? What to? Uh, <laughs> it's bad. The Craft Legacy. Uh, directed by Zoe Lister Jones, who's. A pretty talented individual, but anyway, uh, a group of high school students from a coven form a coven of witches. A sequel to the 1996 film The Craft. Wow! Even IMDb doesn't want to talk about this shit. That's hilarious. This movie felt like a weird time capsule thing in which, like, if this movie was made boyhood style, but half of it was made in the 90s and half of it was made now. And they put it together because some at some points it's a pretty progressive, interesting movie. It does that like new sort of book smart, um, uh, what's a uh, uh, book smart blockers thing in which like the kids feel like real modern kids, and then other times it feels like this movie's straight out of 1994. I, I feel like that one that one gal is even trying to be the one gal from Booksmart. <laughs> Yeah, they're a little too well, jokey at times. Well, it's it's well, you know what? I can handle that. It's I think the fact that it sounds like it sounds like a forty year old writing for fifteen year olds. Yes, it, yeah. it feels like Diablo Cody's That's... less talented older sister, <laughs> yeah. who's jealous of Juno, exactly decided to write her that. own scary dumbass movie oh, that has lines like. That's some real Ridley Scott shit. What's I don't know is that every and, once in a while it's, it's successful at it. Yeah, I, that, that's that's drove me insane. I think that because I'll be honest, it's the scene where they turn the bully jock into yeah. like a woke, like into like oh like a woke like really like so, socially conscious guy. I yeah. think is legit funny. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, totally. And I thought that that characterization, like that person, actually had something change and happen to them, and it was it was sort of well done. But the problem is that like, but once... then the girl makes out with them, and that's disgusting. Yeah, yeah, that was that was like, that weird. Brings I, up I, really weird I, questions. Yeah, this this movie in in trying to be so. Like, it's so woke, it needs to go to sleep. But it, like, it tries <laughs> yes. at so many times. Like, there's a, there's a Sharon Van Etten 17 song that plays for about 30 minutes of the movie, and I'm not mad at that. No, I, I like her. that part. Yeah. But, uh, they, they're at one point, you see this dude, like, uh, clearly bullying a gay kid, and their retort is to dress them up in rainbow clothing. So I guess that he can then be made fun of. Which seems like an unwoke move for these yeah. woke girls. Yeah. It's like, haha, now, now you're going to get made fun of for being gay, which doesn't really align with their wokeness. It's just it back and forth. It's so yeah. off putting. And, and, and I think that, like, the thing about, like, the craft and, and like, giving, like, teens these kind of magical powers in general like like that the few like moments of a montage of them doing that stuff that's kind of one of the more fun parts of the movie because you know it's whatever kind of uh i don't know power fantasy whatever like that's they it feels like they had an ideas for a couple vignettes and then half about an hour into the movie they just went fuck we need a bad guy And it's some sort of climax, and we need to wrap this thing up. Oh, yeah, like, there, was some, there was some hints at who the bad guy is, and it just feel like it got wrapped up so quickly because they almost, like, ran out of time. It's, in the sense that it, it kind of made this movie feel like 
um, a very long pilot to the new crap TV show. Yeah. 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 I, I, yeah, it, that, that I noticed as well. And one other thing that super bugged me, and who's, I, who's, I, I, I don't, uh, whatever, I'm going to say it anyway. Um, it, okay, so I appreciate when a movie can introduce LGBTQ members yeah. without having that be a thing. So one of the members of the craft is a trans woman. I'm like, okay, awesome. They stopped her character at that. Yep. That was it. Yeah. Every single other member, you can, like, you can, if I said, hey, what was their deal? Like, what was their thing? It's like, oh, that's the funny one. Oh, uh, uh, black one, kind of the leader. Uh, new girl, you know, the new powerful girl. Uh, what's uh, what's that character do? Uh, just say, yeah, when someone <laughs> says something. It almost, it, I, wa- I re- watched it through the lens of, like, the black guy in a movie from, like, 20 years ago who's just there to say, like, yeah, man, that's whack. It's like, you don't. <laughs> You can't just putting someone in a movie and giving them nothing isn't really, I don't know. Well, I totally totally know what you mean, because I think it's it's frustrating with stuff like this because you want to like it and you want to appreciate the Mm -hmm. the inclusion, the representation, all that. But I I do think it's just it's it's not done. I feel like in service of the movie, it's done like wouldn't it be awesome if the craft nowadays was like a person to cut like like it, it sounds like this movie still sounds like its own pitch yes yes yeah uh and, and i think that like you you get then people like david duchovny who's sleepwalking through this and looks like he's melting uh <laughs> oh my god and like michelle monahan who's like who just occasionally shows up every about 20 minutes to try to be like the quirky mom and then and disappears that that she was a plot line that felt the most throwback. Like you can't have your like kind of woke style movie and have the mother be so much like blind to all the terrible signs about this. <laughs> yeah, and also so odd. I was like waiting for her to get hit. And like yeah, or heard the leave, lyrics to the Alanis Morissette song you're singing because you did <laughs> not know the lyrics to that in the beginning of this movie. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's. It's weird because, as you said, like, but some of it works. Like, I think the truth or dare scene is really good. I agree. But, but none, all the little woke stuff it does isn't in service of what the main plot line turns out to be. Mm-hmm. What, like, the battle at the end has nothing to do with what they learn. Nope. On there. Yeah. Kind of just it happens. Like, this movie didn't and, need and a villain in that sense. Nope. Yeah, like, because it would have been just fine them contending with, like, their powers and how they feel about using them or not using them or whatever. And, 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 and Russ, to, to that point, if you think about it, like at one point they're like, Oh God, we shouldn't have abused our powers. We should take, we don't deserve this. And then it turns out they didn't do anything wrong. <laughs> it's right. like they just completely like, Oh, we didn't learn a lesson at all. Okay. Well, they did. Do, she did do something wrong. <laughs> yes, I agree. But not, not within their rules, quote unquote. Yeah. Yeah. Also, like whatever, spoiler. They killed David Duchovny at the end. Like yeah. okay, that's fine. What happens to his kids? Yeah. Also, they like start making jokes like, about right, it immediately know. afterwards. Where it's yeah. like, oh, are you gonna date yeah. me more warlocks? Like, wait, that's a really weird thing to say to the mother right after this whole thing yeah. went down. I'm like talking about the man that you murdered in the wood. <laughs> <laughs> I, I the, the thing is like I I heard you know it makes me think of the fact that they rebooted Charmed not too long ago in kind of I think a similar fashion yeah um and I wonder if that is what inspired this but I I think this could have worked and it's it's a shame that like I because I the the original craft is kind of a a guilty pleasure of mine totally. in the sense that like I've seen it a couple of times I think it's totally all right yeah I it's agree. A, it's watchable. Um, yep. Yeah. Uh, and I don't know. I just, this is, this ain't it. The and, end cameo was so unnecessary. It was so bad. And <sighs> it, like, they actually, the trailer shows her looking at a picture. Yeah. I, but what, what mental institution would allow that experience to happen <laughs> to its patient? Uh, one that has who, who allows a random non-medical professional to drop bombshell news on a patient. 
And also, like, two witches with a lot of power to get together in one institution? I don't know. Like, this is a... Could be bad. <laughs> because... It makes no it's, sense. It's been a decade since I've seen it. But correct me if I'm wrong, like, the original craft, it's one of them that ends up being, like, the bad one. That's right. right. Is yeah, that she Jordan? ends up in a mental hospital. Yeah. Uh, she, oh, sorry, and yeah. she keeps saying she's a witch, and people are like, yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. Yep. God, if only there was a easy movie we watched that we could uh, have a very simple A to B transition segue into. Oh, man, I know. Let's talk about Borat. Subsequent <laughs> movie film. Basically the same thing as The Craft Legacy. <laughs> you know, oh, uh, yeah. Fine. Uh, Borat, not the witches. Uh... Ooh, is that the subtitle of it? I didn't realize. Yeah, it was. <laughs> Not the witch. Uh, IMDb is really slacking on their uh, descriptions. Follow up to the 2006 film centering on the real life adventures of a fictional Kazakh television journalist named Borat. Wow. Nice. And his daughter, which I had to add because that wasn't I, good enough. I was going to say, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I <laughs> I agree, Tiggs. All right. <laughs> I, I did not hate this. I didn't and either. I didn't either. I went in thinking that I was going to be that this is kind of just like a, a product of its time and wouldn't translate now because of his notoriety and I don't know. Which they play into the, in the, the beginning, which I thought was really think, good. And I think well. Yeah. And I and I like uh, the woman that plays the daughter. I yeah. Think she oh, goes, she, that's a great addition. She's fantastic, yeah. Uh, the Back. problem is it's not a very cohesive thing all the time. No, it's it's basically this is America, the show or yeah. what who is America, his yeah. showtime show, just strung together. Yeah. Uh, little sketches. So it's it's sketches. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think it needed to be anything else. Um I think I think it, it's still if you were looking for something bigger from this movie in terms of like maybe no. solving but I, I what I think is really great is the way that it actually found a weird roundabout way to have a positive spin on everything. Uh, yeah, and especially, I, that's what's so incredible. I think about Sasha as a perform. What? What? Everything? <laughs> yeah, maybe not everything. But okay. I, I, I see what you. I get it. I see yeah, it, right? I think what makes like one of the great things about Sasha Baron Cohen as a performer is the way he's able to take people who are very nice individuals. Like, there's the two women in the synagogue. I love that. That was great. He finds <laughs> a way. <laughs> so sweet. Yeah. He finds a way to continue his bit, but in a way that makes them, that allows them the space to continue to try to be nice and helpful. It's like it's a weird balancing act to like respect people enough to get them to do. Like it, it, it looks to it. It's a. I don't know how he does it. It's, it's, and yeah. be... it's incredible that the daughter seemed to have that same ability with the babysitter. That yeah. Oh, that was all. Yeah, was I, all... I, I I give that woman credit for calling this shit out, and yeah. I get that that's the point of this is that you're supposed to present people with this ridiculous thing and just be, see how they react if they do like you know I don't know and well that's what I mean that's what with the whole the whole. Everything that happened before we got to those people was just looking at people and trying to get them to agree to whatever they wanted to just because <laughs> yeah, because they were going to get paid for something. Like it was all these different consumers and it's just like it, capitalism will do whatever the hell you want as long as you're going to pay them at the end. Yeah. 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 And it's and again, a lot of times it's up to the people themselves to say or do something terrible. <laughs> yeah. Um, and my thing is that. I I think you're right that I don't think anyone should expect something big to come out of this movie. I think even no, the uh, you know because first of all the people that that say a lot of the things they said I think that they wouldn't be embarrassed by what they yeah. <laughs> they said right and yeah. I think that that's kind of like a sad reality of this one yeah um but I also think like the big some of the big sort of set piece moments that were hyped. I think we're a little disappointed, <laughs> weirdly, but like in the sense of like the Giuliani thing's really fucking weird. Yeah, yeah, and That's, I think I don't, weird yeah, I don't think it's as much. I mean, it's it's funny, 
but I don't think it's much of an. It's like it's odd that we've forgotten to a place where I'm like, that's not really a big deal to me, at all. Like, I, I thought it was I, going I to be it. a lot worse. Like I thought it was going to be way worse. It's not good. No, it's <laughs> well, not no, good. No, it's, oh, it's awful. It's yeah, bad, yeah. But... but I think the story breaking, like two days before the movie actually came out, as much <sighs> as it did, kind of set up a weird expectation for this movie to do something else. Yeah, but yeah. But I, I think it's a symptom of like the world we've been living in for four years with like every dumb thing Trump does, everyone's like, this is it. Yeah. This is you got him. <laughs> yep. Back. This is the gotcha moment. And, and I think it's, it, but once you kind of, exi- once you kind of accept, like there might be no such thing as a gotcha moment anymore. Oh, is that yeah. where that's, we are? That's kind of, yeah. Power. Yeah. <laughs> well, and like I was saying, because I don't think that we are at a point anymore where, you know, anyone has faces any consequences for any of these things. And on top of that, I don't think you show that to anyone who supports them and it would really matter. Right. So it's like, so this is, it's kind of exists in its own weird echo chamber that isn't necessarily bad. Like I enjoy, I think it's funny and I think a good, it's the best. I think a Borat two could be. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Oh, oh, totally. That's why I like that. He puts the growth on the Borat character then. Yes. Yeah, I, I totally. Yeah, I agree. There's a weird. I yeah, I, I honestly the like story I, is the best part because halfway through, like I'm not halfway through, but I, 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 towards the beginning, I was like, so he's the same guy. I don't know if I'm gonna be able to watch this movie, no. but then yeah. having introducing uh, his daughter, who I thought was fucking fantastic. Yeah. Too tired. I thought what, she was what is her so name? good. Actress, Maria Bakalova or Baklova. I don't really know how to pronounce it, but I thought she was so good. And making it almost a two-hander, yeah, uh, was a way to kind of extend the life of that. Because I was out. I was out in the beginning. I was like, I don't fucking care. Um, I, I, if it was Who Is America, I just watch Who Is America because I like that. Um, I never watched but that. No, I thought I thought it, it's pretty funny. Yeah. But I, yeah, I thought this was really, I expected nothing and I had a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's always that nervousness putting on something like this now to be like, is this going to make me feel better or going to make me feel worse? And it could be just the time of day and the mood you're in that it could go either way. Right. Like, I haven't seen Zoolander 2 because I don't. Uh, yeah, don't. Because I don't <laughs> want it to ruin Zoolander 1. I really enjoyed that movie. And I'm sure if I watched 2. It's going to make me think one wasn't that good. And one probably wasn't that good, but I liked it in 2001. And I don't want that. I don't want that fucked up. Don't fuck up my memories. This year sucks enough. I don't need my memories. fucked. Yeah. I, I, I weirdly hope there's another one though. I don't. Yeah. I <laughs> like don't. in no. some form. I don't know. I, I could see tutor that, that character doing something. Maybe if it's just a short, yeah, or yeah, or maybe doing something with her because now she like not everybody saw Borat too. It was released like so you might be able to get some room with a different character. But yeah. I would be down to watch him like produce a movie that she stars in doing her own thing. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, she, she was really good at this. Yeah, it's um I don't know. It's one of those weird things. I don't know. It's I don't know how to recommend it in the way that like it, it didn't make me more upset. <laughs> uh, right. I found some ways of moments to sort of work. I think, I think, you know, if you, if you like that style of humor, you could still enjoy it. I, I think you already know if you're on board for this. Though. Oh, well, Yo, that's, yeah. That's the weird thing. Like, are there people who were, who are on board with the Borat character and then haven't really clued in on anything he's been doing lately and come back and are like, that's not my Borat. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, you know what? I think there is probably a certain like the people doing Borat impressions a lot in two thousand six. Maybe like the people who thought like the, I don't know. Are there people that didn't see the irony that might be turned off by this? I don't know, but it's not for them anyway. <laughs> That's yeah. All right. All right. Let's keep it going then. Let's go to the one that everyone wanted to talk about, which is the witches. Um, I don't want to rust down this at all. 
So can we like it's the witches? It's based on that Roald Dahl story. Yep. Uh, and it's not that good. What a fucking turd. Yeah, and it should be. This should have been pretty easy to do, right? Like, like this it, here, it's it's also the perfect combination of of story and director. Robert Zemeckis, this is your yeah. wheelhouse, bro. Like, you should be able to knock this out of the goddamn park, make it a little spooky, but kind of funny. Like, this is what you do, dude. And this movie sucks. Yeah. Can I, I can I say that maybe part of that is like I understand like changing or like I don't know. Maybe he's not the person to make a, a movie about the black experience. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Like, why? What were they trying to do with the casting and the change of the time frame? Yeah. I think, like, because you're, you're, I guess it's like, well, listen, it's a, a civil rights era. Nobody cares about black people. Okay, fine. That, that, if that's where you want to go, you have to really go there. Yeah. And this doesn't really do that. And it's also just flat out bad. It's just like not good. The it, witches aren't the witches. The design sucks. And it's terrible. It's yeah, like this movie. There's a 1990 version of this movie that is absolutely perfect. And all you had to do was kind of update that, tweak it, and you made something that's not scary. It's not even all that weird. It's just dumb. Yeah, I I liked like what you could do with technology. The one thing I liked that they did was the the changing of the size and shape of her nostrils when she's smelling. I, I think yeah. it's like that fun thing, but oh. I hate the mouth. I hate the teeth. Oh I hate my the god! Really? Like I it the gloves like that. It's all oh, and the god. cat. Look the the CG on the cat was, was awful. It was awful. It was just like the, it was just the movie's just completely inconsistent in terms of what actually looks like care was put into it. So yeah. It's the weird thing. So they're getting ready. There's a certain point in the movie when you start to realize that it's, you know, 60s Alabama. And yeah. then and then uh, uh, what's her, uh, Octavia Spencer makes what I thought was a very funny joke. And I was well, I was like, OK, where is this going? When she's like, we don't need to worry. It's you know, there's only rich white people in the hotel will be safe. And I was like, yeah. is, that a, is that a joke? Like, so, I, I was like, wait, are, where are we going with this? And then they arrive at the hotel. And the like the valet bellhop guy looks shocked and excited. Yeah, yeah. That was hell, and they drop it. Yep. Yep. Immediately and, afterwards, that's it. That's the her, last time. It's, yeah. And it's so weird. Is her performance just kind of all over the place too? <laughs> well, I think that I I think this is one of the most poorly directed films because it's like everyone is kind of doing something completely different than the other person. And that happens within the same character several times. I'm like, what the fuck is this movie? Yeah. Zemeckis, get it together. Like, this wasn't rushed. Yeah. I don't. Like, it, 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 like what do you do? Like, I don't. I just don't get it. Yeah. It's not. But it's not like it's about. And it's, it's not that it needed to or didn't need to, but like, don't like almost threaten us with it. <laughs> Like, as soon as Stanley Tucci walked up to them, I was like, oh, God, what's going to happen? Oh, my God. Yep. What, is someone, are they, is, like, and, and I almost, like, started listening to every word every non-witch character said to them to be like. Is there something is that, deeper here that's like. Are, is there something going on? Yeah. And it was just, it, it was a week, it, like, completely threw me off. Yeah. To what, or I don't know what it was trying to do. It's, it's just, it's not good no <laughs> and yeah. i don't know who it's for and i didn't like they didn't make it more i guess they did try to make it more for kids i don't know it's no the editions are just like the beginnings longer there's really no change about what happens once they're at the hotel yeah and, did they change the ending too i feel like I, oh god yeah yeah in, in, um, yeah. in the yeah. Other movie i don't know how the book ends but in the other movie there's like another witch who was Angelica Houston's the Grand High Witch's kind of like secretary or assistant and she's really bullied and she ends up like she gets kicked out of the dinner for some reason and doesn't end up having the soup so she's not turned into a mouse and at the end she comes to their home and changes him back into a boy yeah I think, in the story I believe they're all still mice at the end 
I th- yeah, I, I think that's just the 90s saying roll doll stories are weird. We have yeah. to clean this up. Yep. We have to make sure the kids aren't crying at the end. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, <laughs> start with the death of parents like immediately <laughs> yeah yeah don bluth hates kid parents don't you know that it's shazam peach dragon so many movies have been starting with a parent killing car accident yes yeah and i'm trying to think there's another one i'm thinking of like there's like a girl in a backseat and i can't think of what movie that is are you thinking of the show the queen's gambit <laughs> oh is that how that starts yeah, it, it's incredible. I need to watch that. I really want to watch that. Yeah. Speaking it's of things so I really want to watch, I want to hear about Possessor. Oh, you you sh- really should watch this. Yeah, I just ate a Triscuit. Okay. Um, oh, what kind? Cracked pe- pepper. Yeah, cracked black pepper. So nice. Good. That's okay. That sounds wonderful. Possessor um, directed by Brandon Cronenberg, Lil Crony. <laughs> Lil Crony. Um, his, I, I haven't listened to his album yet. Oh, it's, it's, it's on Spotify. It's on uh, SoundCloud. But it's annoying because they have those like skits that rappers like to do in the '90s. But other than that, it's really good. Okay, Possessor follows an agent who works for a secretive organization that uses brain implant technology to inhabit other people's bodies, ultimately driving them to commit assassinations for high-paying clients. Okay. Uh, this movie so, fucking rules. Yeah. So remember when when we when we watched those Blumhouse movies the other week? Yeah. And um, they were terrible. They were terrible, and they but they were kind of like I don't know, I guess like shittier Black Mirror and no character development. Yep. And all this like imagine if someone took a self-contained story like those could have been and did it amazingly. Yeah. Is that what this is? Uh, do I need yeah, to watch this like right now? I um, love when, when if if you're not getting a PS5 tonight, which you should try now. Who are me? Then you need to just watch this movie because it it it's so good. It yeah, it's it's self-contained. It reminds me of like good when Black Mirror is good or Upgrade yeah, it, or like a movie like that, but it's just dark and has a point and a purpose and it gets in and it gets out and it does everything that all those uh, Blumhouse movies try to do. It even like has it, it, it just so excellently. And the body horror is awesome. Yeah. There's, there's like these like kind of transition scenes of um, what's the name of like Voss. What, what's the actress, the actor that plays her? Oh, uh, Andrea Riseborough. She was also in Mandy. Oh, oh yeah. Um, there's these like and oblivion. Like, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. All right, I'll take your word for that. <laughs> um, th- those like transition scenes of like them like kind of like her going into the body and coming out into the, like it's that stuff is just like it's so cruel. You're like you are your dad's kid. <laughs> yeah. I I was watching this movie and I I can't remember what I was eating, but I realized oh this is a not I can't eat. Oh, all right, it's this. one of those. Okay. It's not even. It's not that creepy, but I. It's just with Cronenberg, you know that it could get creepier. Yeah. So you're like, I should probably just stop eating. Because I even like, like during like Colorado Space, I had to stop eating. Oh yeah, well, I had to. that absolutely. When you get your like kid turned into a crazy yep yeah what, no. spider thing or whatever yep. um but like uh in, in, in the very beginning of this film you see a character like put uh like a needle into their head oh god and it's like in a johnny mnemonic so, kind of way it's so yeah, close it's so close up that you see like kind of the blood splurtling out oh my god and really? that never bothers me in stuff, but I was like, it's Cronenberg, it's gonna be body horror. I think I'm disgusted, so I just had to stop eating. And that's what like, it I opens don't... with, yeah, it opens yeah. there. Okay. So I didn't know what level I should be uncomfortable. And there's only like maybe a handful of scenes that are fucking gross, but don't but... worry, it makes you uncomfortable in other ways. <laughs> oh, okay. yeah, 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 yeah. This one, yeah, this one made me uncomfortable in my own fucking skin. I actually had to pause a couple of times at like moments of just like being like, oh, because you, this movie has this woman making these people do 
terrible things. It's awful. Um, and but I weirdly still root for. Her. No, but yeah, I wanted her to complete her mission, but yeah. I'm fully aware of the fact that her mission it's is destroying awful. people's lives. Yeah, it's awful. And uh, I thought Christopher Abbott, the dude from Girls and uh, a lot of movies that aren't that good, um, I thought he was awesome as the possessed. Yeah, he looks exactly yeah. like Christmas Cena, and it was driving me crazy. Oh, you know what? He does. In Birds of Prey and... They look uh, like oh. big, big brothers. Uh, he was Zaz, yeah. He, they look... Oh. Yeah, they actually do look a lot of yeah. So He's been in a ton of indie movies playing, like, sh- like scuzzy dudes. Yeah. Uh, but he's... I thought, I thought his performance was excellent because he's having to play all of these different emotions at the same time. Yeah. yeah. So, what? So I don't. I'm. I'm gonna attempt to not spoil it when I say this. So I, apo- I apologize if anything starts to sound that way. But like, this is one of those movies that I think is visually an incredibly interesting film. But like in like three quarters of the way through, it kind of had that moment of like, okay, so, but this is great and all, but what are you going for, movie? And then once in the last like 15 minutes, to give stakes to everything, and then yeah. that shows you what. Yeah whole purpose of this has kind of been i was like oh i love it i absolutely i I had that same exact feeling because i remember at at about that 20 to 15 minute mark left i remember like clicking my remote to be like how much time is left in this movie and then i was like okay fine i'll just let it go okay there's a little bit left and then it happens and i'm like uh okay Okay. yeah when Alex said uh, he was on her side, I had that weird moment in where I was like, I don't know whose side I'm on, and I don't know why I would be on anyone's. Like, what? I, I couldn't really understand the stakes until, but then, as I said, it completely makes well, yeah. sense for everything that we saw in the last 15 minutes. Hmm. And especially with what the actual final line of this film was. Well, I guess the final, like, two or three lines of this film, like that very, very last exchange, I was like, oh, I, okay. It all clicked together for me, and I loved it. Also, Jennifer Jason Lee, really good in a small yeah. spot. <laughs> it's like one of those movies that, as it's going, I'm like, this movie's like five. This movie's like four stars, and then, through, and I'm like, okay, maybe this is only like a two star movie, and then, no, I was right. <laughs> Ross, I think you gotta be careful with the biscuits, man. Oh really? <laughs> yeah. It's pretty. Uh, to be fair, it just drowned out Peter, so no big deal. Um, yeah. That's what was doing that. I was like, yeah. why can't I hear him? <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. Um, I'm gonna rent this. But no, like, Pete, what were you saying? I now I want to know. I thought it was your fault. <laughs> no. <laughs> Uh, what was I saying? No, I was just saying it's like one of those movies that like if it didn't end the way it was, it, it didn't end the way it did. I would fault it for never more than what I enjoyed at the beginning. Yeah. I think that's fair because it was just, it kept being visually cool and like fun in that way and interesting. But I was like, okay, I need you to stop being the like the setup where you just play in what the world looks like, like do something. And, it, and as I said, it con- completely connected with me in the end. Okay. Yeah, I, I, it, it's it's one of those movies where I, I now knowing where it goes, I'm curious to rewatch it and yeah, and see if I can pick up stuff. Also, along. it's a cool world that they set up. Like it's I think cool it's world? one of those things where it's like the world. It's cool world. Brad Pitt it's and sweet. I forget who was. And it's 2008. Uh, yeah. Oh. It, this movie, I like. This was one in a year where we don't get to go to the movies all that much, or well, at all. Um, I was like, this might be the first top ten entrant that I can rem- that I can like actively remember because I've just seen so many things at home, and not all of it really registers. But I watched this and I was like, holy shit. Okay. This is a movie that I wish I could rewatch with somebody who. It's a movie I want to watch with somebody who hasn't seen it. And like, and watch the react. Yeah. I also, Cronenberg's love. Uh, it only shows up for a second, but like Cronenberg's love virtual reality type stuff. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. All right. No more. I'm gonna rent this right now. I, I, I'm gonna. Ooh. I want to watch this. Okay. Um. Uh, what do we do next? Uh, Love and Monsters. 
let's talk about Love and Monsters. This is a movie that was supposed to come out next year, but pandemic hit, and Paramount doesn't know what to do with themselves as a studio because they invest lots of money in uh, shit ideas. So they released this one early. Yep. Uh, Love and Monsters, directed by some guy. Yep. In a monster-infected world, infested world, Joel learns his girlfriend is just 80 miles away. To make the dangerous journey, Joel discovers his inner hero to be with the girl of his dreams. So this immediately suffered in like the first five minutes because everything that it does, you're like, why Why is this movie zombie landing so hard? It tries hard, it, yeah. It tries real hard, and I think you could easily completely hop off of this movie at the beginning because of that. Yep. But I loved it. I, I had such a good time watching this. I made like, this yeah. was the popcorn movie that I that I had been waiting that, to watch, basically. Yeah. It's a, as you said, it's a bummer that they just released it because, you know, clearly they were looking at what they have and are like, okay, these bigger movies we have to put in the theater. We cannot wait. But right, we have right, right. to put something out now. And this just felt like something small enough. But yeah, I think it like, it found its groove and it found its space. And, and it's almost like a bummer that Zombieland is fresh in your head that it, it feels like it owns the tropes that it plays with at the beginning. Is there like, is it like rules and stuff like that? Like, um, they get the annoying not at the beginning, but they do get into that later. Kind but, of, yeah. Like yeah, Rooker's but, will be like, oh yeah, this thing does this, and don't forget about this, and yeah, there's some similar things to it, but it's it's not as hit you over the head with it as Zombieland would be. Okay, here are the things about the movie I did. Okay. One, it's title. I thought the title was like a working title that they just said, fuck it, fine. Totally. I, it, it doesn't really fit. No, um, not even a little bit. And um, it, it had a different I, title. Uh, let me look it up. Continue with what you hated, though. I didn't like that. Um, and Monster I don't know if it's problems. editing. <laughs> That's terrible. What is it, monkey trouble? Um, I enjoyed the movie more than i thought i would yep um but it also felt like it was all a bunch of different ya novels smashed together uh with with a sprinkling of ip uh to create something i was like is this an original idea how is that possible because it feels like ya in the way it's written and the stuff that goes on, and it's Dylan O'Brien, and he already did all those Maze Runners. Yep. So he's he's uh, good in that. Okay. But didn't hate it, uh, and it was only thirty million dollars. It looked fucking great. I thought the monster designs were really they're good very considering good, yeah. budget. Considering the budget, like the crab, the crab uh, was great. Um, about the crab, crab, it, everything looked so tactile and real. The, the frog. Uh, but it ended up looking pretty good. The only th- the thing I was wondering, I was like, "Is that dog real?" It was. That, th- that was a real dog. Yep. And that's the greatest actor I've ever seen in my life. Apparently, they uh, they needed to split up uh, when uh, the little girl would be on set, and uh, and wait, what was his name again from Maze Runner? Dylan O'Brien. Dylan O'Brien would be on set if the dog was in a scene because like the dog wouldn't know who to go and play with the entire time and couldn't actually do the uh-huh. acting. Yeah. Aww. Yeah. This this is actually a movie where like despite not hating it and thinking it is like pretty okay, I want to see a little bit more of this world. I want to see more of uh, Rooker and the little girl just doing whatever, like Last of Us, but with Michael Rooker. I'm like sure. That's... Yeah. Yeah. I, I again, this was like I made I made some snacks. I was like I'm gonna watch this really dumb movie and hopefully enjoy it, and then I did. Uh-huh. I, I would have I... paid for this over the new Godzilla King of the Monsters. That's true. <laughs> but I paid for both. So whatever. I guess joke's on me. But yeah, this is totally watchable. Yeah. Super fun. I know that's not the biggest. Uh, totally. Not a back of the box in, quote. Endorsement. But it's like totally all right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think this would be one of those movies in theaters that would have like a pretty good opening week. And if not increase, have a very small decrease. I think it'd be one of those movies that's everyone's like, you, you know that monster, that like Love and Monsters movie? It's not bad. <laughs> oh, I, I actually think that this would have flopped hard if this came oh, out. No. I don't think it would do very well with this movie, but I think word of mouth would have helped it. Yeah. 
almost because I think I I think we I think you know there's a good chance I would have seen this. And I would have told all of you to go watch it. Here's the thing: this movie was supposed to come out uh, Valentine's Day 2021. Wow! So Valentine's Day 2021. It's PG-13. It's got love in the title. That's $16 million right there. Yeah. Yeah, because uh, how, how well did that zombie one do? Zombie one? Oh, that, that did well. Uh, the what, what, Nicholas Hulk? Yeah. That did well. That oh, did fine. I forgot about that movie. This movie would have made about $45 million domestic and probably 30 to 40 foreign and it on a $30 million budget. This yep. movie would have been profitable. But I think in a world where we have no idea when new content is coming out, I do think they did the right thing by just dropping it now. Yeah, for sure. All right. Because they're Paramount. Paramount. They don't have a they don't have a superhero franchise or a monster or like horror movie franchise. They just have Mission Impossible and like oh Transformers, but we don't have a Transformers for a little bit. Nope. So they were smart to drop it. It's good. Yeah. Watch it. It's good. It's fun. I'm going to she was um, young Gamora in Infinity War. That's oh. I, that it was driving me crazy. I didn't not enough to go look her up. But I was like, I know this kid from somewhere. Uh, I was like, was she Dwayne Johnson's son, daughter in a movie that I just don't know about? But that makes more sense. All right, let's keep it moving. I want to hear about bad hair, Pete Russ. Oh. No, okay, moving on. Uh, well, actually. What did you think? Me? It's one of those movies that um, uh, that I enjoyed a great deal of it. And in my head, I was like, I kind of like, like the sort of satire and what it's trying to say here in some ways. But I, I have no – I don't think anyone should have any interest in my overall opinion on its satirical elements. Is that what you're saying? He's about right. I didn't like this shit at all. Um, I thought – I like Justin Simeon. I like Dear White People. I don't know who yeah. this was for. Because I'm like, you're talking about a very specific thing when you're talking about identity and beauty standards and black women. And you are a straight cisgender black man telling that story. And I don't know if you know what the fuck you want to do with it. It feels like a weird episode of Tales from the Crypt. Oh. Um Okay. Which is fine. Yeah. But I think, yeah, like, I the like com- Justin. Yeah, but I think like, the comedy for... and the horror don't exactly line up. Like, I don't know if he was trying to make like a peel, like a like a Jordan Peele style like social thriller, or like a Gremlins, or like just like a, like a goofy midnight movie. But it, I'm confused because I'm like, this cast is excellent, and I don't know exactly what you're trying to do. If anything, here. I think. They definitely bit off more than they could chew because there is the identity sort of issues of the movie what in regards to hair. But then mm-hmm. there's also the, the stolen folklore issue. Right. But there's also the about-to-be explosion of, like, black culture becoming pop culture in this, yes. in this area of the movie <laughs> setting. And it's almost too much. I feel like that... The black culture about to be pop culture piece is probably what he's going to grab onto and made something about. Yeah. Uh, because just the, the world and the stakes, I was like, I'm on board with this situation. I'm not on board with the horror element that is the hair. And I feel like let somebody else make the movie with the hair. And yeah. you figure out a way to make a horror movie within the confines, a comedy horror within the confines of this network that's shifting and all that stuff. So I felt like that was the part that he did well. The horror part, I just felt like, was tacked on and kind of weird and not exploit. It didn't feel exploitative or whatever, but it just didn't seem right coming from a dude. I'm like, I'm pretty sure there's this is something that like this is like a woman's story. And you're taking that space. I don't know. Maybe I'm too well for my own good. Get in the craft. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it just didn't do it for me. But yeah. um, I wanted it to. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, either be less, be more funny or be more horror. But 
do more of something. Do, do you think that between like this and Antebellum, we're seeing kind of the, uh, the maybe not Antebellum. quite as well done versions of like a of, of people trying to follow in like a Jordan Peele? Well, this was like, the first time I had that thought. Um, yeah, because it seems like now you've got like. Jordan Peele evokes a certain brand in your mind now. And it's like, remember when Scream came out and then after Scream, you got, I know what you did last summer, which is totally fine. But then a billion other versions of that kind of idea. And I think we're in that space right now. It's that social thing that it's, it almost a lot more horror movies will try to strive to include. Um, I don't have to say that much about his house, but his house uh, which is on Netflix, does this with a refugee story. It's a, a, a family being, uh, well, two people being haunted in the sort of London area flat they've been placed in. They're Sudanese refugees. Mm-hmm. And it tr- and it plays with that sort of like, you know, like the socialness of like their survivor's guilt and all sorts of different That's things, about what they did to get there and the horrors. And it turns that into a horror story. And I think... Well, you're going to see even more movies doing this constantly. That was a good that segue sounds, into his that, house. That sounds yeah. way more interesting. Yeah. Well, because it, I think Bad Hair sometimes tries to mix in comedy at at some at different times. Mm-hmm. I think Bad Hair takes some setups that are perfectly ready for comedy and makes them very serious. And then mm-hmm. it takes the horror stuff and it tries to inject comedy in the horror side of it. And it's okay. very strange. Yeah, I think it needed to, like, take the horror seriously and take the comedy seriously, if that makes sense. And it finds a way to do neither. Yeah, that's a shame. And, and, and I guess maybe it's recency bias for me at the moment, but having just watched most of uh, Lovecraft Country, I feel like that's something that does really well balancing uh, horror, comedy, and, like, racial issues. Like, I don't know. That's... Uh, yeah, I think that's, I think that's, but that's also, that's a serialized drama. True. So they have more room to, and they have more room to have an episode that doesn't really work that great, but yeah, they can absolutely. come back from it. Like this movie is 90 minutes long and when it yeah. doesn't work, if it doesn't work for 10 minutes, that's a good chunk of the movie. Yeah. yeah. It's just the weird wave that we're going to hit kind of like how after the success of probably, probably for almost biggest would be waiting to exhale. Like every studio was like, let's put money into a movie about like four good black friends. Yes. Yeah. We got a lot. Of we those. got the wood. Yeah. You know, we got uh, the wood is so good. You got best man. <laughs> yeah. Best man. All those different things. And now I think mm-hmm. off the success of Jordan Peele's sort of flavor, everyone's, well now let's, let's do a horror movie with black characters, but it's a social horror thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Which I mean can be successful, but you right. know, when it's when it's like off off in any in some way, it, it can definitely turn like turn you against it. All right. Yeah. But yeah, uh, his house on Netflix. It's I think it's a bit more successful than uh, I, I'm sorry, I know it's a bit more successful than uh, that hair, but um, it's still that weird thing of like I don't know exactly in what way the story is benefiting anyone. Okay. Because Especially when it comes to, you know, African refugees, I don't think anyone is on the side of like they've had it easy. <laughs> sure. <laughs> All right, let's keep it going, Pete. As the resident Tremors super fan, hell yeah, dog. <laughs> what did you think of Shrieker Island? Uh, Tremors Seven <laughs> is my third favorite Tremors movie. Wow! Wow, that's, that's high up there. Yeah, I know. One four seven two three five six. Is that here, was here, that bro. Alex's phone number? Is that is that yeah, we're doing yeah. that again? Okay. Yeah. Um. I think this is a kind of a neat little one. I like. Uh, I, I like that it does. It it's got to be the final one, which was really nice of them to do. But the thing that a lot of Tremors movies have failed in doing is is allowing the series to get heightened. Mm-hmm. And I think this was a, a nice little way that they figure that out, uh, even though, you know, there's it's not like a, an incredible movie whatsoever. It's still a tremor. <laughs> right. 
but it was nice to not see Jamie Kennedy for a third movie in a row. That that's fair. Yeah, no. We, we oh, excuse me. I, what are you so. talking about? Jamie Kennedy is in <laughs> yeah. Jamie Kennedy. Uh, he was in six. Fourth. Yeah, five and six. Okay. Yeah. Turns out to be Bert, um, the character from the only the only connecting character from all the Tremors films. It turns out to be his uh, illegitimate son. That, that okay. does he get eaten by a graboid or something at some point? No, he apparently he, this movie sets up that he is in a Brazilian jail, um, and now oh, so they now, do more. Now we meet his mom, yep. who we've never met before. Yeah, but it's good. I, I think it, it's as I said, it's fun. It's a Tremors movie. I I I like it was fun. Being a great yeah. deal. Um, but well, Tremors, Bert's whole introduction and all of it, and like him shaving his like head and everything, that, that was all like it was a good intro for him even though yeah he's the through line so it would have been really weird without him um yeah, yeah it, it was it was fine it, it's, it's no love and monsters if the first time tiggs yeah. earlier said the word tremors and you were like what's going on don't see tremor seven don't care about tremors. <laughs> like i think you would have to have a lingering attachment to the tremors franchise to have already watched this movie yeah <laughs> like, I, I, i've seen like one two and seven now at this point so Check out four, which is the is the movie that takes place in the old west. Ooh, and uh, the guy that plays Bert, who, who the dad from Family Ties, um, just who plays his own ancestor. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. I would definitely pick up that one. <laughs> that sounds great. That sounds awesome. Yeah. Um. All right. Moving on. Uh. All right. So we all also saw on the rocks. Should we get a rust down for on the rocks? Yeah. On the rocks. That's uh, Sofia Coppola. Mm-hmm. What the hell? They're really... Okay. A young mother reconnects with her larger-than-life playboy father on an adventure through New York. I feel like they're really phoning in these, they're these really, uh, descriptions. I okay. feel like there's a more pressing thing to mention in that. Yeah. Uh, okay. So, for, for me, mm-hmm. I've heard from, like, very varying reviews of this movie. Um and some and some initially negative stuff about Rashida Jones's performance. I think the movie does a great disservice to her in the, in the like opening fifteen minutes before Bill Murray shows up. I think the score is so missed, like mismanaged, and the movie does not have a tone in the first fifteen minutes well, yeah. that it will ever have again. Yeah, yeah, and never should have had in the beginning. So, so Rashida Jones feels completely out of place for what. We're all sitting there being like, this is about to be a Sofia Coppola movie, and it's going to be kind of slow, and maybe not that giant things are going to happen. And the, in the beginning of the movie feels like it's completely setting up a boilerplate rom-com. Yeah, totally. And I think it's it makes you think that she's not great, but as soon as Bill Murray comes in, Rashida Jones's character gets so much more depth. Yeah. And yeah. I think it's great. Um. I did have a hard time feeling bad for anyone in this movie because of the huge size of their lofts and houses. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Every time a car pulled away, and I'm like, that's a cobblestone street. Yo-ho. You guys don't have problems. I'm sorry. You got an advance of money for your book. Because <laughs> um, you haven't even actually... started writing yet. Like, how is that possible? How do people just give people money? Um... I, I actually I I liked but I didn't it. love this movie. Yeah. I thought that the I really liked the supporting cast too in it. I thought um like Jenny Slate uh was I loved that recurring. Awesome. Yes. That was a very specific archetype that she nailed. Uh I thought Marlon Wayans, it was good to see him again. Mm-hmm. Um but I think that like the problem with this I think that like you sometimes get with, I think, sort of the expectation of the Sofia Coppola movie too. Like, Sophia, like I think that, yeah, you're right. The tone is is uneven, and I, I had a hard time. Like, you know, a lot of times in her movies, like no one is a great person, let's say. <laughs> but I don't know. I I didn't find myself either, like, in, you know, wanting to. I don't know either root or uh kind of relating to really the, the I, characters i That's... think i i i uh, i think i see what you're saying sorry i don't i no, no, you please I'm, I'm my my 
train of thought kind of went off the rails. Um, okay. I, but I think I see what you're saying in the sense that like, to me, as much as like the movie is like totally fine. And it was like, nice to see New York alive. Yeah, um, for sure. <laughs> it was like, um, based on the world that these people live in and the characters that they're purporting to be, there's no world where she just doesn't have a conversation with Marlon Williams. Right? Yeah. Like that would have been it. I, under- <laughs> I understand that Bill Murray is, is the character that's supposed to keep that from happening. But based on who she is and who he is, they would just talk about it. Which they also and mentioned it, and it would be later. Nothing. I was like, why didn't you just ask? Yeah. <laughs> See, I, I, I have some, like, I have my own, like, headcanon reasons why she doesn't. I think there's parts of that character that worries that if she says anything and there's nothing going on, she's going to think that that is a symptom of her upbringing that's making her think this way, and she's going to be ashamed of that. But do you think the movie earns that that reading? I, but I, as I said, that's why. Like as soon as like the re- when we get deeper into the second half, I really think it finds its place. I, I think that it's got a good. You know, it's got a good run for a uh, a portion of it, and I think that like the, you're right that once Rashida Jones and Bill Murray are like kind of playing off each other, you kind of more stuff makes sense. Um, but I still, I don't know. This one, I kind of felt like there was something a little bit missing for me, and uh, maybe that was because I saw like the review saying like, oh, it's a Hollywood love letter to New York City in the style of classic Woody Allen. And that's exactly what. Yeah, I feel like that's exactly what it was. Yeah. What an awful review. (laughs) Yeah, I uh, that uh, that review is obnoxious, and I'm happy I didn't read it. (laughs) But um, I don't know. It's again. I I I wanted to like this more than I did. I still liked it. I just didn't love it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm in the same boat. I was like, this could have been better. But I'm also like, again, it was really nice to see New York alive as like a regular ass place, even though we all live here. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and also it's like, it's like one thing, it's like, it's just, Rashid Jones is like a successful woman and stuff like this. And, and she spends most of her time, I feel like a lot of like her interactions with her, with Bill Murray is supposed to be like her, you know, shutting him down his like, his sexism and his using of women and stuff like that. But I feel like she sometimes comes off as not empowering in that, just sort of a little, I don't know. Yeah, well, I think I think that's what she breaks in this movie as it goes on, though. I think, yeah. I think that's, a, that's a thing that she's slowly realizing that she doesn't have to be the only woman in the world that her father can talk to. Sure. And that's, that's an issue. I think some part of her, through her life, she realized, like, oh, wow, I actually, I feel like I might be the only person who can, who, the only female my dad could have a conversation with mm-hmm. and then she realizes that's a terror like that's bad yeah. it's not good for me and i yeah. should um yeah all right all right <laughs> well then um, that leaves a whole bunch of single movies out here for people to talk about i'm going to start with you peter whichever you choose which one you talk about first there's there what i would say about both these movies are connected i think they are oh. both asking a lot of you emotionally one, I would say, make sure you're in the mood for it. One, I would say, I don't care. Go watch it right now. Um, the first is Dick Johnson is Dead, which is a documentary on Netflix. Uh, this documentarian uh, is sort of is sort of chronological. Uh, chron- I'm never mind. Going to jump to a different word. She's sort of investigating Probably. the. Yeah, shut up. Um, she's investigating the last what could possibly be the last two years of her dad's life. Yeah. But with him, it's very much a documentary about his death, but starts like years out. Okay. So it's sort of dealing with and talking about what that would mean and like her investigation of what she's going to be feeling and what and what her life's going to become, but almost as a documentary. So she there it's really interesting, but it's it's a lot emotionally. I wouldn't suggest it unless you you want to do this because it is very it's you know, it's very touching and very sad. Like they had lost like she like there's bits of dementia starting to hit for him. But her mom specifically died a little bit like years before from Alzheimer's. Like there's a lot going on in this. God. Wow. Okay. It is very beautiful. But it's very 
in t- but in terms of something that is very very beautiful and actually at times very heavy American Utopia on HBO Max uh the Spike Lee directed um, oh, performance of David Burns' uh, stage. Oh, yeah, okay. Man, I wish I had gone to see that live. Me too. Yeah. Um, this this is incredible. Every like all the complaints I had about uh, Hamilton when we talked about that, how it's not a very engaging filming of something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, Spikely knocks it out of the park. I think inherently this David Burns show is incredible, but I think the 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 way that Spike films it. Um, really completely makes it come alive. And it's an absolutely beautiful experience. It is very emotional and wonderful, and I would say everyone should watch this. Absolutely watch it. Yeah, I got it. I don't, I'm an idiot for sleeping on it. Yeah, I totally... I, I didn't even realize that this was out at this point. Um, yeah. Russ! Uh, Jungle Land. Okay. Uh... I don't even know what this is. Jungle Land is uh, um, like a drama starring uh, Jax from Sons of Anarchy. Yeah, laugh all you want. It's actually <laughs> no, pretty good. I like Charlie Hunnam. That's... Yeah, it's Charlie Hunnam and Jack O'Connell from Skins. Uh, and they play like da- a, a down and out uh, boxer and manager and their siblings and they're poor as dirt from like Fall River, Massachusetts. And it's just about them trying to like make a name for themselves in the world of bare knuckle boxing. Okay. It's very much like, uh, if you've seen Warrior and you know how like movies that have like men dealing with emotions have to have people getting the shit kicked out of them in order to justify the emotions. I mean, that's the only way I feel. So, right. Yeah. This, I think, is a really good version of that. Okay. It's uh, directed by Henry Winkler's son. Oh, uh, Yeah. Uh, but Charlie boss. Hunnam, is, he's excellent, actually. Uh, this is, like, one of the first times I've seen him be really good. Just playing kind of like a scuzzy manager brother who they get wrapped into some seedy underbelly sort of shit. And um, what's his face from... Uh, uh, that show, that's good. And Alex mentioned it a little while ago. Lovecraft. Yeah, Lovecraft. Yeah, yeah. Jonathan Majors. He plays like a like a low level mob boss sort of dude who sends these guys on a cross country trip with uh, a girl, and it's just it's such a small story, and it's about these people just trying to finally make something of their lives after being like dirt poor mass holes and it's really compelling uh but yeah it's that it's that whole thing of like you know men can't have feelings unless they're getting the shit kicked out of them but it's really good i enjoyed it a lot and i think uh charlie hunnam needs to do more stuff like this and less stuff like king arthur oh yeah yeah everyone needs to do stuff like king arthur because he has the ability to like be a, a, a sad sack in a way that it doesn't look like he does. Cause you know, he's a, a conventionally attractive, good looking sort of guy, but he could play a loser really well if you let him. And I think, uh, this is just a movie full of losers just trying to like make it. It's pretty good. Nice. Well, that sounds good. It definitely sounds like the one that's like, you can be as handsome as you want, but if they write you well enough, it's a bummer that you're a piece of shit. <laughs> yeah. Or well, it's a bummer that you're on a, the, like a, like a bad streak or whatever. Yeah. I'm interested. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's uh, it's pretty good. And it's like 89 minutes. What is this on? Uh, VOD. Nice. Okay. Very good. All right. Uh, might check this out. I saw get duped. It's great. <laughs> Shit. Forgot to watch that. Right. It's very, it's, fun. it's great. Yeah. Super fun. Uh, super funny. Love the kids. They're, they're great. And it, it's very weird. In yeah. in that uh, yeah, but uh, totally worth seeing. Uh, it's on Amazon. Check it out. And I think anyone else see anything else? Or are we good after? Almost you might be able to land this plane. Oh, I think we can land this plane. You can find us on the webmoviepodcast dot com. You can find Russ everywhere except for a little while when he's going to be playing playing PlayStation Five for a bit. But Russ, incredible. Uh, you can find Pete as Pete Peter PD. I think. 
right? Yep. On Letterboxd, you can find me on Letterboxd and Strava, Johnny Tiggs. You can find Alex waiting for his PS5. And it is with heavy hearts that we say at the end here, rest in peace to the creek and the cave. Our old comedy club. No, not our comedy club, but we had a comedy show there for 10 years. Um, just found out today on Twitter that they will not be reopening. Um, it's a really, it's a sad moment. Uh, we had a lot of good, well, we had a couple of good shows there, but we had yeah. a lot of shows there. Um, and that's really the important thing more than anything else. Um, but no, it, it's really sad. Uh, I, I think that we all kind of saw this coming, but we was hoping. That yeah, we, we, yeah. we did. It just sucks that it, we're actually here because I mean, un, unlike our show, which was sometimes well attended, there were some shows there that were always well attended that were really fun. <laughs> and it was just a cool place. And the flatters were great. The flatters were great. Um, Pinball was great. Great place yeah, to smoke a cigarette. Today, the announcement today was a weird reminder that, uh, like, of everything that's kind of been going on with the pandemic, I hadn't really realized that th- that also meant that we haven't done an improv show in eight months. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Far and away the longest any of us have ever gone without performing. <laughs> It's oh yeah, it's the longest. Yeah, it's the longest any of us have gone from the time we started. Yeah, since 2004. Oh, so, man, that's crazy to think about. Yeah, pandemics are real. Pandemics are real. Um, <laughs> oh, not cool, Alex. Alex not Jones cool. would say otherwise. Ugh, oh, geez. Mm. All right. Well, uh, I think that's it. Let's pour one out for the creek in the cave. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, go watch American Utopia. Go watch American Utopia. Go watch Love and Monsters. And we'll see you next time on the Movie Movie Podcast.